Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad to be with you here on this Tuesday and talking Islanders hockey. And finally, for the first time in a couple of months, we actually have something directly hockey-related to talk about. The Islanders are back on the ice, and we will discuss that. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. All right, so lots to discuss on today's show. We talked about the Islanders and the NHL entering phase two of the return to play plan. That means that a few Islanders were on the ice at the team's practice facility across the street from the Nassau Coliseum. We'll talk about that. What happened? We have our Islanders' birthday of the day. It's going to take us back to the early 90s. We also have a uh, discussion, and again, this week's theme is fans' choice. Who is the most popular Islanders player on the team right now? We'll reveal that and talk about that player a little bit later on in the show. Don't forget, if there's something on your mind, question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to discuss, just shoot us an email, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we're more than happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. And IceWars, of course, is the name of my book on the history of the Islanders and their rivalry with that other team that plays in Madison Square Garden. And I, I, you know, that book for me, a real labor of love. And anyone who wants to know anything about Islanders history, uh, there's an in-depth section on each season in Islanders history dating back to the very beginning. And each year, uh, that I cover in the book, there is a player profile both for the Islanders and for the Rangers. So lots to to discuss in that book, and it goes over every game in the history of the rivalry. So again, the big news yesterday, the Islanders opening the doors to their training facility, and a number of players who were already on Long Island came and took advantage of the availability of basically the facility and the idea that they can get back into training. And some of the players who were on the ice, Josh Bailey, 
Cal Clutterbuck, Matt Martin, Tomas Grice. Uh, another group had Scott Mayfield, Devon Taves, and uh, goalie Christopher Gibson because you needed certainly to get uh, you know more than one goalie on the ice to hold a, a legitimate practice. Now again, limits right now. Only six people on the ice at any one time. All players tested for coronavirus as they enter the facility. But the beauty of it is that players were back on the ice, informally working out, skating, and getting back into shape. And as we discussed, out of all the you know four major North American sports, hockey might be the toughest to keep practicing uh, and keep in relative game shape because of the fact that you need ice. And look, this stoppage, because of the pandemic, started in mid-March. You're not going to get ice in your pond in the backyard or, or your local pond down the street there uh, on Long Island during mid-March into April, into May. Now we're into June. So unless you can afford to buy ice time and the rinks weren't open anyway if you stayed on long island unless you had private access to a skating rink it's tough to stay in shape so at least the players back on the ice and you know josh bailey did an interview with uh, reporters and he said it was a good first step as far as playing goes it's exciting you refocus things have changed for a lot of people it's not a typical schedule we're used to. Instead of getting ready, getting ready for a training camp that goes into the beginning of the season, you're starting off with playoffs. But that's even more motivation to make sure that you're ready to go. And look, we're looking at right now a situation where the league is talking about another well, let's say another month until training camps officially get underway. They're talking, according to Pierre Lebrun up in Canada, they're talking about mid-July for the start of training camps. That's the next phase. That's phase three of the return to play program. And it obviously assumes that what's going on now with phase two will continue. By the way, a few more Islanders are still on Long Island uh, that didn't train on Monday of this week, Johnny Boychuk and Thomas Hickey. So we'll see when and if they decide to head on over to the Islanders practice facility and take part in the training process. But overall, good news, back on the ice, and it's step one. And I guess with Long Island, you know, in phase one of its restart after the shutdown from the coronavirus, the Islanders are now in, you know, their next phase of their return to hockey. It, it, it sort of goes together well. And the key, and let's hope that when this all starts to take place, that everyone is able to return safely, that there is no outbreak among the players of coronavirus, that they don't spread it, and overall that things continue smoothly as the NHL heads onto the road to resuming play.
And if you want to keep your car running well, check out rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like what airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everyone. There's no membership required. You don't have to create an account and log in. You just head over to their website and start shopping for all the things that your car needs. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years and Right now, if you go to rockauto.com and shop for all the auto body parts that you need from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. So whether it's for your classic car or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few clicks. And best of all, it's delivered right to your door. And during this difficult time, we know how important that certainly is. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and then write locked on in there, how did you hear about us box, so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Alright, so before we head on over to our birthday of the day, Let's talk a little bit about the Islanders Rewind broadcast that'll be on the MSG uh, Plus network. Uh, last night, they showed a game from February 4th, 1989, Islanders and the Hartford Whalers. Now, the rest of these games, 7 o'clock tonight, you have a New Year's Eve game from uh, December 31st, 1990 against the Quebec Nordique. Uh, Wednesday, 7 o'clock, they'll take on the Chicago Blackhawks in a game from March 25th, 2003, and then we head back toward more recent times on Thursday, an 8.30 p.m. start, Islanders-Penguins from May 3rd, 2013, so a little playoff action squeezed in there, and that is always good to see. Meanwhile, uh... Our Islanders' birthday of the day. Happy birthday to Dave McIlvain. McIlvain. McIlvain, a center and winger, uh, played for the Islanders for parts of two seasons. Uh, in 1991-92, he spent 54 games with the Islanders, scoring eight goals and 23 points. McIlvain actually played for four different NHL teams. During the 1991-92 campaign, started off the year with the Winnipeg Jets, then went to the Buffalo Sabres for a brief stop, came over to the Islanders, and then ended the season as a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs. As far as the Islanders were concerned, he was a part of the Pierre Turgeon and Pat LaFontaine trade, the Islanders sent Pat LaFontaine over to the Buffalo Sabres along with Randy Hillier and Randy Wood. In return, they got Pierre Turgeon, Uwe Krupp, Benoit Hogue, and Dave McIlwain. So that was part of the trade. Then, that was October 25th of 1991. By March 10th of 1992, the Islanders traded McIlwain along with Kem 
Ken Bomber Baumgartner to the Maple Leafs for Claude Loisel and Daniel Marois. So those were the two trades he was involved with. By the way, McIlwain was briefly an Islander again, signed in July of 1996 as a free agent, ended up spending most of the year in the IHL with the Cleveland Lumberjacks, but was called up to the Islanders, played four games for them in 1996-97, and registered one goal and one assist. So McIlwain actually a two-time New York Islander in his NHL career, started off with the Penguins, also played for the Jets, the Senators, the Islanders, the Maple Leafs, and the Buffalo Sabres. Ten overall NHL seasons before finishing up his career in the German League, played 501 NHL games, scored exactly 100 NHL goals and 207 points over the course of that 10-year NHL career with six different teams. So we're going to go back and take a look at one of McIlwain's best games as an Islander. For that, we travel back to January 4th, 1992 at the Nassau Coliseum. Islanders taking on the Quebec Nordique. Ron Tugnut in goal for Quebec, at least to start. Steve Weeks, not to be confused with Kevin Weeks, but Steve Weeks is the goalie in this one for the New York Islanders. Islanders come in to this game 12-20-6. The Nordique were 11-24-5 entering this contest. Islanders got on the board first. Ray Ferraro with his 20th goal of the season from Derek King and David Volick at 12-37, and that was the score at the end of the first period. Second period, the Islanders add to their lead. First on the power play with Mark Fortier of Quebec in the box for boarding. Derek King gets a power play tally, his 24th. Tom Curvers and Jeff Finley with the helpers at 15:48, and it's 2-0 Islanders. The Islanders then in the final minute of the period take a penalty. Dennis Vasky called for tripping but the Islanders get a shorthanded goal, and it's Dave McIlwain getting that goal. His seventh of the season from Bill Berg at 19:47. So with 13 seconds left in the period, the Islanders get a big goal by McIlwain to make it a 3-0 hockey game. In the third period, the Islanders extend that lead. Graham Townsend with his first goal of the season, Ray Ferraro and Jeff Finley with the assists at 132, and it's 4-0 Islanders. But the Nords did not quit. A shorthanded goal by Matt Sundin, his 12th. Joe Sackick, the only assist at 8-11, made it a 4-1 hockey game. And then a little more than three and a half minutes later, Jamie Baker gets his fourth for Quebec from Stefan Morin and Craig Wallinen at 11.56, and suddenly it's a 4-2 hockey game. But the Nordique get into penalty trouble, and Owen Nolan called for checking from behind. He gets a five-minute major and a game misconduct 
That gives the Islanders a five-minute power play and the ability to score as many goals as they could. They get one, which is really all they needed. UB McDonough, his first of the year, David Volok and Dave McElwain with the helpers, and the Islanders end up with a 5-2 to two victory over the Quebec Nordique. And, you know, Quebec did not have a very good record, but there was some real talent on this team. We talked about Joe Sackick. We talked about Matt Sundin, Adam Foote, who would end up winning uh, a Stanley Cup with the Nordique once they moved to Denver and became the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Claude Lapointe, uh, eventually a New York Islander. Owen Nolan on this team as well. And uh, look, Ron Tugnut wasn't a bad goalie. Jacques Cloutier replaced him in this game. Steve Weeks, by the way, 35 saves in 37 shots. Islanders outshot 37-27 in this game. McIlwain with a goal and an assist, and he did get the game-winning goal. Meanwhile, Ray Ferraro, a goal and an assist. Uh, Two assists for David Volek, two assists for Jeff Finley and Derek King. Also tallying a goal and an assist. As far as shots on goal, Derek King and Ray Ferraro leading the Islanders with four apiece. But the big uh, goal, Dave McIlwain, the game winner, a shorthanded tally. That was one of his career highlights with the Islanders January 4th, 1992 at the Nassau Coliseum. Islanders over the Nordique, 5-2. Happy 53rd birthday to Dave McElwain. And if you want to keep your body healthy, have a Built Bar. Built Bars are tasty. They're the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Comes in 16 amazing flavors. Eight of them are nut-free. Eight of them have nuts, all of them, covered in 100% chocolate. And Built Bars are soft, and they're easy to chew. You don't have that terrible, gritty, difficult-to-eat feeling that so many protein bars give you. You can lose or maintain weight, but it still feels like you're indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. One of my favorite flavors is the mint brownie flavor. 15 grams of protein in one bar, just 110 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Right now, we have a special offer for Locked On Islanders listeners. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On. You'll get $10 off your first order. So that's the promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right. So, again, it is fan favorite week this week. And one of the things we wanted to talk about was who the fans' favorite player is right now, and on the present team, the runaway answer is Matthew Barzal, and Barzy really is uh, the young hope for the Islanders, 23 years old, won the fastest skater competition at the All-Star Game this year, and the beautiful thing about Barzy is that at 23, he is still getting better His best season remains his rookie year, statistically at least. 22 goals, that is a career high, although he was certainly on pace to break that this season. 63 assists and 85 points. So 
that was his best statistical season. And that was 2017-2018. He won the Calder Trophy as the top rookie in the NHL. And, you know, that year was John Tavares' final season on Long Island. And that allowed Barzal to be the second-line center, so the top-checking line of the opponents would rarely be focusing on Barzal because they were focusing on Tavares. You also factor in that the Islanders that year did not, under Doug Waite, play as tight a checking defense-first-oriented system. So the fact that Barzi went from from 85 points in his rookie season down to 62 last year in 82 games. And then, you know, this year he was at 60 points in 68 games. So let's say if he kept that pace up, he ends up with somewhere around 68 to 70 points on the season. You know, the fact that his statistics aren't as good, you have to take into consideration the fact that he's asked to do a lot more in his own zone under the present uh, coaching staff and general manager, under the style that the Islanders play. You're not going to be in the lineup for Barry Trotz if you're cherry-picking and you're hanging around in center ice when the puck is in your own zone. And I think the one thing about Matthew Barzal, the numbers don't bear it out necessarily, but if you've watched this kid play over the course of his three years in the National Hockey League, you know that he has become a better all-around player under Barry Trotz and Lou Lamorello than he was his rookie year, even if the numbers from his rookie year don't necessarily, you know, were superior. Let's put it that way. Let's take a look right now at a big game for Barzal. It's from December 29th, 2018 at Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. And this is even bigger because obviously the Islanders facing John Tavares and the Toronto Maple Leafs in this one. And certainly, you know, one of the chants that Islander fans had come up with after uh, when John Tavares returned to the Nassau Coliseum for a game was Barzi's better. And going up against John Tavares in this game certainly was, uh, you know, gave it a little bit more importance, both for the Islanders and certainly for Matthew Barzal. Garrett Sparks was the goalie for the Maple Leafs. Robin Lehner in between the pipes for the Islanders. Islanders get on the board first, midway through the first period. Valtteri Filppula, his ninth, from Michael Dal Cole and Ryan Pulak, and it was 1-0 Islanders. In the second period, well, Barzi takes control. 2.49 into the period, he scores his eighth from Johnny Boychuk and Anthony Volvillier. Then, the Islanders go on the power play when Andreas Janssen, uh, excuse me, called for holding at 4.04. Barzal gets a Power play goal, 52 seconds into that uh, penalty. Nick Letty and Brock Nelson with the helpers, 3-0 Islanders. And then at 10.33 of the second period, Barzal completes the natural hat trick, his 10th of the year, third of the game, 
Ryan Pulak with the lone assist. Islanders skate away with a 4-0 win. 36 saves for Robin Lehner in this game. And the Islanders down John Tavares 4-0. Five shots on goal by Tavares. But Lehner equal to them all. Barzal, obviously, with the hat trick. Ryan Pulak had two assists as the only other Islander in uh, a multi-point game. Shots on goal. Barzal scoring those three goals on a team leading. Five shots on goal. The Islanders end up with a 4-0 shutout win. And that certainly was a sweet win for Matthew Barzal with the hat trick for the Islanders beating the Maple Leafs on the road. And for Islander fans who were only too happy to see the Islanders blank John Tavares and the Toronto Maple Leafs. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of Locked On Islanders. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NHL for a league-wide look at the world of hockey. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. Remember, every day gets us one day closer to the start of the hockey playoffs. And of course... Let's go Islanders.